Hey everyone, my name is Lisa. Welcome to King Worldwide. I get to do something new today. I'm actually in my car. I know this is probably very novice for most, I mean very easy for most of you, but it's my first time using my phone as a hotspot. Isn't that fun? Glory to God. Okay, this is so silly and it's so beautiful outside. I had to stop, brought my stuff with me to do our true identity number six. All right, so our series, we're talking about helping us recognize whose we are and who we are, hey sweetie, in Christ Jesus. We talked about the mission of Jesus regarding us. We've talked about Genesis, Isaiah, and Jeremiah, where it's the foreshadowing of our identity. I know this. Then we, all, then we talked about the revelation of our identity in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Oh, that's so sad. I'm going to pray for you. Christmas is such a great time of year. So 2 Corinthians 3.18, with new understanding, we see ourselves in Jesus. The next thing we talked about was our righteousness, our right standing, what God believes about us is what matters. God's faith defines us. All right, so today we're going to talk about, from the book of Romans, we're going to continue. Okay, you guys, thanks for putting up with this. We're going to start. I'm going to read the scriptures, and what we're going to do is then talk about where it's from. But I believe that the whole point of this broadcast is to help us realize who we are. And so then when we are listening to the word, it goes in our spirit. So this is going to be taken from Romans 1, 4, all the way through. We'll see what we can get to, okay? So the first one says, Jesus' resurrection locates and confirms our being and sonship in God. That was Romans 1, 4. And I'm reading from the mirror translation like we talked about. In Jesus Christ, we individually discover who we are. 1, 6. Romans 1, 7. God restored us to the harmony of our original design. We are holy in Christ Jesus. His grace gift in Christ secures our total well-being. That was 1, 7. There is no good news until the righteousness of God is revealed. The dynamic of the gospel is the revelation of God's faith as the only valid basis of our belief. Righteousness by God's faith defines life. You can look at Habakkuk 2.4. That was Romans 1.17. So remember, I, talk, I said in the very beginning of this series that it might seem dry or dull. Of course, the word of God is not dry and dull, but just reading scriptures. But reading these precise scriptures is what changed my life. It, it helped me understand who I am in Christ Jesus. So I, the Lord asked me to do it, share it with y'all. Instead of embracing our maker as our true identity, the world had let him slip and then fell into the old law mindset of self-control, natural reasoning, natural thinking. That's in Romans 1, 25. So even if someone is a Christian and has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are living a defeated life unless they allow, unless we allow the spirit of the living God and the word of God to change the way we think. Uh, to my knowledge, other than Jesus, I don't know anyone who has been born into this world that had their mind already transformed. Perhaps it's, it's um, even in the womb, we are alive. And so whatever we're around in the womb is affecting us. So my point is all of us have to transform, have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
in order to live by the Spirit of God like we originally were before the fall. So everyone fell with the fall, so we just have to retransform as well. All right, Romans 1, 26, paraphrase. By being confused about our maker, we were confused about our own identity. So when I had a, a food addiction or challenges with who I was, it was because I didn't even realize who God is. Even though I loved him, I accepted Jesus, the issue was that I didn't realize how great he was, what Jesus really did for me. Not that I was just not going to go to hell. It was that he delivered us from every curse, every sickness, every situation. And then we can embrace that by faith and let it transform our thinking. Delusioned identity is clearly the symptom of an inferior estimate of oneself. That's Romans 1 So some people, we look around and say, oh, they look so confident. They seem confident. Well, if confidence is not in and through Jesus, it's phony, it's fake, and it won't last through thick and thin. It won't be able to handle the storms of life. It's not, there's no competition. I just learned that if I, before the surrender, I try to be confident in sales or confident in relationships and they're, they pale in comparison to being confident in what living, letting Jesus live through us, right? Oh, I'm going to make sure y'all can hear. Can everybody hear? Because I have that cover on. Oh, glory to God. If you can't hear, let me know. Okay. Um, usually everybody in the whole world can hear when I talk because I don't mind being loud. Okay. Glory to God. Okay. I can see. Hi, everybody. Thanks for your patience. Let's do that. Let's do this. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. All right. Jesus's resolute refusal to let go of us is because he continues to hear the echo of his likeness in us. Glory to God. That's Romans 2, 4. A calloused heart that resists change. How about a calloused heart that resists anything that God's saying, prompting, don't think a certain way. Oh, absolutely not. I don't block, I only block people who are nasty and a waste our time. If people want to think a certain way, that's fine, but I'm not going to have crude comments as you would understand, I'm sure. But this is usually about, um, if we want to discuss things, we can go offline. You can email us king at king worldwide. I'm not looking to learn anything except from Jesus Christ. If you want to talk about things from that perspective, great. Otherwise, if you want to learn how to live victoriously, great. We're all on a journey. At the same time, there's only one Holy Spirit. So glory to God. Again, it's not being rude. It's just being honest. All right. A calloused heart that resists change accumulates causing self-destruction. In the notes, the gospel openly declares that God declared us innocent. Isn't that exciting? Romans 2, 5. All right. Romans 3, 2. Everything only finds its, so everyone only finds its relevance and value in the original intention of God realized by faith. So we could think we're all this and that, but until we realize who we are in Christ Jesus, what God designed for us, then we, we don't really have a clue. And there is always loss or fear. And the greatest thing about this life with the Lord is that it's for everyone and it's not competition and there's enough love of God for everyone. And we, we can tell when we're around others that believe the same, feel the same, feel, sense the spirit of God. Again, there's one Holy Spirit and he's unified. It doesn't mean everyone has to agree on the same thing. 
the spirit of the living God, when we allow him to live through us, that's what's in agreement. That's what's so exciting. Okay. Romans 3, 2. Everything only finds its relevance and value in the original intention of God realized by faith. 3.20. The law proves all of us equally guilty and confirms that our most sincere duty-driven decisions and self-help programs within the confines of our flesh could not give us any sense of improved confidence in our standing before God. So no matter how successful, how attractive, how fit and healthy, how much money someone has, none of that matters in terms of our standing before God. God is the one who created us. It's our job to realize who we are in him. And that happens by the word of God. We are now talking a completely different language. The gospel unveils what God did right, not what any of us did wrong. That's Romans 3.21. Jesus is what God believes about us. That's Romans 3.22. Scripture is clear. Abraham believed what God believed about himself. And that concluded his righteousness. So Abraham is such a great example because he chose to believe what God promised even amidst his frail circumstances or his impotent circumstances or the deadness of Sarah's womb. In the natural right now, the way that would compare is if someone has been diagnosed with something from the doctor's office of any type of sickness or disease and they choose to believe the sickness disease or problem more than the word of God we don't deny the problems we don't hear Abraham denying that he we didn't hear he talked about he couldn't have kids they couldn't have kids he didn't deny it but he didn't focus on that what did he focus on what the word of God said that's the secret it's not about what we do all we do is have childlike faith and the only way we can have childlike faith is if we cut off the contamination of the worldly thinking. Watching the news is the, in my, well, it is. It's the most corrupt thing anyone can do because there is no news outlet that is living by the Spirit of God. And many news channels are being controlled by Satan. You can get your news and the facts by just going to the whitehouse.gov.org, whatever. But also, there are some reputable reporters the same time, the big mainstream media is serving Satan and they don't, they want division and fear and confusion. And that's not what God wants. God wants unity. That's what he is. Unified. Uni unity. All right. Abraham's righteousness was founded on faith. That's Romans 4, 9. It is again a matter of embracing a gift rather than receiving a reward for self keeping up with what everyone else is doing or performing. And that is Romans 4.13. The last point of the day. God's declaration of our redeemed innocence is his most urgent invitation to us to encounter intimate oneness. I'll read it again, Romans 4.25. God's declaration of our redeemed innocence is his most urgent invitation to each one of us to encounter intimate oneness. May I just encourage you to get in the word. Read whatever translation that you need to read in order for the revelation of God and the Holy Spirit to come through. It is not fun reading the word 
and it not come alive. That's very, I'm not cutting the word down. The word's always alive. It's where our mind and our heart is. So I love you all. We are approaching Christmas, so I hope everyone's getting excited, even amidst what the world is doing. It's all going to be peaceful soon. It's all planned out. It's all already been, just like Jesus, God formed, he planned, he finished before he started. That's kind of what's going on here. So the best thing to do is not be thinking about what are we going to do next week? What are we going to do? Let's just do what Matthew 6.33 says, and that's seeking first the kingdom of God and the way he does things which is one moment at a time. And then all things, everything we need to know is going to be told to us. Okay. I love you. I'm sure we'll see you soon. Have a great weekend. I love y'all. Bye.